0: On the 7 Network, there was, I did a nine-minute segment on smiling. Oh, my God, nine minutes on smiling. Who in the world cares about it? And I was really a bit tearing myself up about it, going, I could have used that much more effectively. This guy called Duncan from Hillsville rang the 7 Network after I did the segment. Can I have Grizz's number? And they said, no way, you can't have Grizz's number. Uh, We'll let her know you rang. So I rang him and I said, hi, Duncan, it's Grizz. How can I help you? And he had this really gruff smoker's voice. Grizz, I need to tell you my story about your segment. And I was like, oh, no. He said, my wife at the moment is about to die of breast cancer. She's in palliative care and every day I go to her room and I walk in and I'm sad and she's sad and our sons who are 18 and 21, they walk in and they're sad. Our friends walk in and they're sad and the room's sad Mm -hmm. and we walk out and everyone's sad. He said, I listened to your smiling segment as I was doing up my shoes at the end of the bed. I went down to the hospital or the palliative care place and I walked in and she was just about to have her lunch and she turned around and I gave her this big smile and she said to me, That was all i needed that was how you smiled at me the minute you saw me walk down the aisle when i was going to marry you now i can go to heaven it's the little sweat the small stuff you know Mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter the big stuff's going to happen anyway Mm -hmm. but it's the smile it's the using someone's name it's the making someone laugh and as Mm -hmm. i said to you um, and i say to you guys a lot in some of my videos but in the first um seven seconds there's 11 things judged about you but if you walk in smiling and and feeling confident and just making people feel welcome with your body language it changes everything
1: Hello video marketing professionals welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. I'm your host Chris Schwager joined by Mr. Southall. Today our guest is Grazina Fechner, the director of Front and Center Training Solutions and an expert in leadership development and workplace training for all types of organizations across Australia and the Asia Pacific region. She's also got a wonderful team at Front and Center that all bring a wealth of experience to each of the programs that they offer grizz is also a regular on channel 7's the morning show she's a podcast host and mum, and brings a lot of fun and energy to everything that she does so to bring a spark to workplace training and shaping the working environment for 2022 here's our chat with grizz fechner from front and center training solutions Let's go back in time. How did this all begin? The front and center training solutions.
0: Yeah. Well, before that, I just want to say thank you for my introduction. And if you could introduce me like that at every Congress and keynote and thing that I do, I reckon I'd be quite famous in the world. So thanks for having me. It's an absolute delight to hang with you boys and also your listeners, because there is a lot of stuff that we've got to talk about today. Who am I? Grugina Marita Fechner. I sound like a penicillin and I was in the healthcare industry for many years. So I figured it was like a perfect match. Mum had 38 hours of labor. And the best name she'd come up with was gregina So I'm known as Chris. And um, I, I was actually a PE teacher. Who would have thought? And I had a really bad car accident, ended up in a wheelchair. And um, they said I'd never be able to walk again. And I'd never be able to have a baby. I'd never be able to. Well, you know what? I got them wrong because here I am. And I do stand only five foot tall. But having had the car accident, I couldn't be a PE teacher anymore because it broke on my hip and I was in a wheelchair, so I had to find a new career. So I started off as a filing clerk at BDO Nelson Park Hill. Who would have thought that? And from then I got to be a receptionist. That was exciting. And then one day I was uh, temping at a healthcare pharmacy in Upjohn office. And one of the guys there said, you know what, Grizz, you'd be great as a rep in healthcare. And I was like, I don't even understand how to say the words. I don't know what (laughs) all of those big pharmacology words mean. I could never do that. Anyway, I did end up in healthcare for many, many years, became a trainer in oncology, hematology, metastatic breast and bowel cancer, lobbied for PBS stuff, working on government authorities to get you know good oncology drugs to patients who are very, very sick, and they can't get the drugs until their tumour increases, and by then it's too late to get the good drugs. So it was my absolute passion in oncology. And then one day, 15 years down the track, I thought, I'm sick of dealing with all this bureaucratic stuff in the world of training. And I couldn't say anything to teach doctors and teach medical fraternity stuff without being clinical trialed and recognized. So I thought I'll go out and do this on my own. So that's how the front and center company started with another colleague of mine. And then from there, I've been in media for many, many years. I used to host a show in Brisbane called Out and About in Brizzy with Grizzy and another live show called Vision Today coming to you live on the Optus Network. We have got an amazing show lineup. So don't you go anywhere. So, you know, I've done a lot of media stuff along the way and then media and the training world sort of came together and I do spend a lot of time on the Seven Network and I spend time on the Today Show on Nine and that's talking much more business and redundancy and females in the workplace, whereas the morning show with Laz and Kylie is much more fly by the seat of your pants, a whole lot of gaslighting and everything from how to take back your Christmas presents with no receipt type of stuff. So, you know, the world's merged together and I'm genuinely the luckiest girl in the world because. This is my life. You know, people say, What's next? Well, this is my next. This is how I'm going to survive the next 50 years. I'll be old and haggard and in a wheelchair, but try and stop me training and, you know, just trying to get people to be the best version of them. And that's what inspires me. And that's what I'm passionate about.
1: Well, we didn't connect via me seeing you on TV and going, oh, I've definitely got to get that person on the show. We we <laughs> no. connected via the LinkedIn, our LinkedIn outreach, and and made a connection, cold connection, uh, back in the day. Yeah. And here we yeah. are, I think, year or years later now doing work together and doing these training yeah, videos. So what, what are the videos, I guess, doing – in your business. Why video?
0: Yeah, video, because we talk about adult learning principles, okay? So we talk about the VARC models and people and adults learn differently. So we can spend our life being on stage, talking to them. We can spend our lives making them do e-learning platforms. But videos bring all of that together because with the videos that we do with you guys, we support them with workbooks. So we cover off all the adult learning principles. So the visual learners can visually look at the video. The auditory can not even look but turn off and have their sound. The read and write learners get their workbooks and they can work through the videos together and then the ketesthetic we make sure that during the videos we get them to pause and go and do an activity so you are covering off every single learning style by using this video medium technique
1: how important is that those three different learning techniques
0: like the four learning techniques really it used to be the vac so the visual auditory and catesthetic and then they added the read and write in. and if you've got a learner in front of you that is visual and you show no visual graphs no visual charts no visual ailments they're not going to learn anything Mm. Hmm. So you need to be mindful that when you are delivering any session, be it video, be it face-to-face, be it on Zoom or on a, an e-learning platform, that you're encompassing all four learning styles so that anyone that is watching will learn from that.
1: Well, well let's drill down into that because I think that's a really interesting topic because what I've found in presenting our workshops and what have you is just some NLP uh, techniques yeah. that we're taught um, about people, f- you know, making people physically pick up their pen and and yeah. write something. You know, it could be, it's, it's actually not that important what, what it is. It's just the physical action of them committing to doing something that triggers their brain to I guess, need to listen more. Is that the kind of idea behind the action of these, of getting people to engage in this way?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The read and write learners, it's really interesting. They will sit there in a session or watching a video and they will write down copious amounts of notes and they'll write and write and they'll think they're going to go home and put it by their bedside table and they're going to read it every night instead of reading you know, Grey's Anatomy or Fifty Shades of Grey. Bring on your learning manual from the day session. They never look at it again, Chris. They don't look at it. One they learn is why they're actually writing it. So they'll never look, they'll think that they're doing it, but all the learning happens while they're writing. The same as the visual learners. learning doesn't happen with the posters on the wall of the timetables on the back of the toilet door remember back in the 70s when i was born which was a really long time ago you had the timetables on the back of the toilet door so you'd learn your time maybe not some of your listeners will know what i'm talking about (laughs) but it's not about that it's the time they're learning at the time they first see that visual the auditory learners like to discuss so they'll want that discussion with somebody they'll want you to be talking to them through the process so getting them to do an action related to their learning style is what's going to give them the best bang for their back in the learning outcome
1: well just to Make you feel comfortable. I was born in the seventies as well as as was Brennan. So <laughs> you're not five alone. Five of us oldies. Yeah, welcome to the yeah. You're not alone. The generation. I the best generation. A, I had a workshop once and usually I would wait, uh, you know, a couple of minutes before our designated start time, people could get coffees and they'd have these worksheets in front of them. they would like three or four pages, literally like half a dozen questions for people to, to, to go through as we would go through the 90-minute workshop. And there was this one person once that was just head down, bum up for like yeah. 10 minutes, ripping through these questions and just like busily writing through. And mm. I was surprised because I was like, oh, well, I actually worked through these with you together. Like you don't have to feel like you got to complete all the questions right now um, but obviously yeah like people people uh yeah. you, you have so many different personality types that yeah. learn in different ways and i guess yeah. how do you as as a presenter and as a as a trainer a, a coach yeah. understand i guess what is somebody's preferred learning style.
0: Yeah. As soon as I walk into a room, I'm already trying to work out, number one, what behavior style they are because that's really important. You know, some people just want information, bullet point, straight to the point, just do it. Others want lots of information. But their learning style, if someone walks into the room and they're starting to talk to other people as well, what's it going to be like and what's – straight away, I know that they're auditory because they're trying to already – have a discussion with somebody, people that doodle a lot. So in my sessions, the minute someone sits down, they'll grab the hotel pad and the pen and they'll start doodling. That means they're that kinesthetic doer learner. So I know straight away that I've got to get them up and doing. So if there's an example I want to share with, I'll go to the doodler on the page and say, come up the front, let's do this together because that's how they're actively, the visual people start looking around the wall and they'll start drawing, which is mm. quite interesting. And the read and write will start writing down and ticking off the agenda. So if there's an agenda on the table at nine o'clock, the welcoming introduction, they'll literally tick it off as the read and write learner. So I look for all of these signs and start thinking about And that's the really hard part of being a facilitator and doing, be it live TV, doing, being live keynotes. You've got to know your audience in an instant. So walking in and I'm always everywhere. And now before I need to be, I set up. And then when people come in, I can start to observe what's happening in the room and I can start to work out how to make people feel the good in that environment. So
1: you're getting feedback continuously and uh, over years. And and of course, over years of learning your Mm. craft, you know, you, yeah. you probably do it as a sort of sort of almost second nature. Is there anyone in the audience where you just go, I can't, I don't know what's going on. It's thrown me off. Do, do you ever have those moments where you go, I don't know, whether they're in space, whether they're here with me, if they're looking, if they're engaging, if they're liking it, if they're not?
0: Yeah, I think the way I design the sessions is very first up, I make people feel really comfortable and we do something really engaging and fun and and often when I go and pitch programs to companies, they're like, Grizz, that's not going to work. You know, we'll give people an item and we'll say, go out and trade it up. Do you remember the red paperclip story about a guy that traded up a red paperclip and got a house at the end of it? Oh, no. okay. This is really good. So he started with a red paperclip, and he's like, you know, I've got no money. I'm going to just trade up, trade up, trade up with yes. no money, yes. and see what I can get. So he traded up, and he got all these things. He got yes. kiss mugs that was so valuable. He got all anyway. He got cars, and and he just kept trading up, and then ended up with this amazing house. And there's a big story on him. So I use that activity a lot, and I say to people when I'm pitching, I'm going to get give them a straw hat, and they've got to go out into the community. And they've got to see what they can do and and come back with. And the customers say, Grizz, that is never going to work. Our team won't do it. But it's getting them to feel really engaged and welcome when they come in and don't fear, but also give them that, oh, my God, what if I achieve this? And the Mm. things that people come back with would astound you. And there's no one that doesn't. And when they've done that, they're just like, Farad, if I can do this, I can do anything in the whole wide world. So anything that we start with in training, we get them to believe in themselves. So it brings down all barriers and some of those tough nut cookies that you get yes. early on, I'm really more um, focused on them and I yes. pay them a lot more attention yes. and I change my questioning and I give them things to do and I make them yeah. feel important and all yeah. you know, people with yeah. a sign around their neck mm. and that sign around their neck says, make me feel important and yes. we're all wearing one. Yes. If you read that sign before you open your mouth, yeah. it then becomes about that person and the minute you make them feel important and special, their barriers come down and you're often racing.
1: So, we we all respond so beautifully to, to storytelling and you seem like a native yeah. Storyteller yourself, somebody that's just love like a
0: story. Yeah, well, we do. Stories and, are so important.
1: And to my point, I guess you know, it's like just from uh, personal experience as well. When I'm introducing stories, and I have at least a half a dozen in in a 90 minute session, that people respond differently. They're they're activated completely differently. They go into the world of their own imagination, and yeah. you know I guess relive it in their own in their own kind of existence. But. Do you think, you know, what's the place for storytelling? Are you strategic about how you introduce and use stories within your presentation?
0: Really good question. I think number one is, remember when we are first born, the minute we come out, someone's telling us a story in our arm at a minute old. It's like, oh, you were born yesterday and mum and dad did this. And then we sit around the campfire and we have stories and we play card nights and we have stories. So stories are things that, the very first thing in the world that we have. So we're innately involved with it, They evoke our emotion. They inspire our curiosity. They really make us, as you say, go into our imagination. So stories are key to your success in any presentation, number one. In any video, tell a story because people can relate to it. Don't just deliver people facts. Don't tell them bullet point, this, this, and this. Make it a story and then people evolve their own story and their imagination goes wild. I don't have... At this point, I tell a story. So I might be talking about something and I'll give you a really good example. Um, I was on the Seven Network. I talk about smiling a lot in my programs. I say, smile in the world, smiles with you. And it's really hard for people to be angry if you're smiling and smile with your body language, smile with open body language. A smile doesn't have to be me now with a big cruise clown carnival. But when I talk about smiling, I'll often then refer to a story and, you know, it could come anywhere in the presentation or someone might say, oh, Grizz, I just struggle smiling or, you know, why does someone want to see me smile? And I'll say, well, interesting you say that because on the Seven Network, uh, there was, I did a nine-minute segment on smiling and I left the studio and I thought, oh my God, nine minutes on smiling, who in the world cares about it? And I was really a bit tearing myself up about it going, I could have used that much more effectively anyway this guy called duncan from hillsville rang the seven network after i did the segment and uh, two days after and he said can i have grizz's number and they said no way you can't have grizz's number uh, we'll let her know you rang well they didn't let me know and duncan kept ringing the seven network for seven days finally oh, wow. seven rang me said this guy duncan i don't know if he's a stalker or what's going on <laughs> i thought you know what he deserves my phone call so i rang him and i said hi duncan it's grizz how can i help you and he had this really gruff smoker's voice grizz i need to tell you my story about your segment. And I was like, oh, no. He said, my wife at the moment is about to die of breast cancer. She's in palliative care. And every day I go to her room and I walk in and I'm sad. And she's sad. And our sons who are 18 and 21, they walk in and they're sad. Our friends walk in and they're sad. And the room's sad. Mm -hmm. And we walk out and everyone's sad. He said, I listened to your smiling segment as I was doing up my shoes at the end of the bed. I went down to the hospital or the palliative care place and I walked in and she was just about to have her lunch. And she turned around. And I gave her this big smile and she said to me, that was all I needed. That was how you smiled at me the minute you saw me walk down the aisle when I was going to marry you. Now I can go to heaven. And the minute she said that, he said, my whole world changed. He said, I rang those boys and I said, you bloody come in and you smile at your mother. Don't Mm. you dare make an awful face, just smile at her. And he said, "I, I put a sign on the wall and said, do not enter unless you're smiling with a big smile. And he said, the room changed dramatically and I have you to thank for the last You know, moments of her life, she saw that smile. Anyway, she passed on four days later, and they invited me to their funeral because he said you've made such an impact. So what I say to people all the time is, it's the little, sweat the small stuff. You know, Mm. it it doesn't Mm. matter. The big stuff's going to happen anyway, Mm. but it's the smile, it's the using someone's name, it's the making someone laugh and as mm. i said to you um and i say it to you guys a lot in some of my videos but in the first um seven seconds there's 11 things judged about you but if you walk in smiling and and feeling confident and just making people feel welcome with your body language it changes everything and laughter truly is the best medicine and as i said 437 kids laugh every, times 437 times a day kids laugh and only about 15 times adults laugh a day so don't be afraid to be funny and don't be afraid not to denton andrew denton who's um a media journalist always says that he says, "Don't be afraid to be funny. It's okay to make people laugh. It's okay to smile because that expresses emotions. And in the world that we live in at the moment, all we need is sometimes someone to smile or a good belly laugh or some dopamine in your brain." Yeah. So, yeah, storytelling.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'd like to explore this transfer of information and energy, if you like, to you know, for you now starting your video training, video marketing journey. You know, you're not new to to the world of media and all of that, but with regards to how you're using your videos to engage your audience in a virtual sense, what what are some of the initial problems that video was solving for you in, you know, just the first series that we did with you, for instance?
0: Yeah. it's Well, we can't get to – so the first series we did was for international videos. Now, we can't get over to India to help them a video can get to India in 30 seconds. So from a cost perspective, videos help us remarkably. From our audience not being at the moment with COVID, we can't travel. So we can't give our messages and we can't give that dopamine and all the stuff we were just talking about then to our audience But video has allowed us to do that and it's allowed to do us cost effectively. It's allowed us to do it in a shorter amount of time and it's allowed us to be really diligent in what we are delivering so that people Mm. aren't wasting time online because people are sick of being online. So it's really short, it's sharp, it's quirky, it's still funny, it's activity-based. So it's hitting every single notch we would normally do in a face-to-face space uh, with the addition of being able to Captivate the world now, not just locally.
1: I remember when Cam was in the studio, you guys were talking about these constant FAQs and just, you know, almost getting barraged by the same question over and over. And one of the videos, I think, was dedicated to just, you know, covering off that in thorough detail and making sure that that was really clarified. How has that now worked for you? It's been about a year since that's been produced. Mm. How, did, mm. how has that worked for you? Is it sort of lightened up on? On the one to one stuff,
0: yeah. Well, it has lightened up on the one to one stuff, and obviously that's due to COVID and everything else. But I think um, what's interesting is now people are knowing that we're doing videos. We're having requests from customers coming to us, so we're filming tomorrow uh, at the studio because we've now got customers saying, "Can Chris, can you do some presentation skills videos?" Until you can get to us, we can't have our team not being trained. So it's the perfect solution, and they're not getting. You know, it doesn't replace the face-to-face, which is what I was really worried about early on, if I'm to be honest, to your mm. listeners and to you. I was thinking, Please gosh, be honest. if I just do all these videos, I love being honest. <laughs> if I just do all these videos, what's going to happen to me? I'll be, make, I'll be making myself <laughs> <You're> redundant. redundant. <laughs> and, I, and the bit I love is the face-to-face stuff. So I don't want to be made redundant. But what we're finding is it's that gap that I can't fill at the moment. Yes, It doesn't make me redundant because they get a piece of me and they're like, oh, my God, we can't wait to see it live because it was so good on video. So we've created a whole new market for ourselves and we're selling all these videos that we never thought possible and it's easy to do. Like I come to you guys, we knock it over, and it's there for the client within the month and we can add the animations and we can add all the cool stuff so it's not just for all your listeners. It is not just me talking at a video. There's animations, there's activities, there's workbooks. And it's like the complete package. It's awesome.
1: And what about, let's talk about delivery because you said you are charging for videos, which is fairly, well, it's reasonably uncommon with our clients. I mean, usually the, the types of videos that we're producing are marketing con- style content. <laughs> but how are you delivering this? Is it through some kind of, you know, like how are you monetizing it?
0: Yeah. So, well, with this particular client that we're working with tomorrow, they came to me and said, Grizz, we need a solution because we can't have you. What can we do? And straight away I said, Well, we can do this video, showed them some of the previous things that we'd done, and they're like, That's what we'd love. And normally what I would do is make everyone pay a license. So if each person's viewing the video, they've got to pay a license. But I think because we're so new into this space, we're saying, well, you know what? Because it's a shorter version of what we'd normally do, here's the one fee. Use the video as much as you want. And make people feel good when they're watching it. So the other way we're doing it is when we're doing the Facebook ads. We do a lot of Facebook ads. So we're doing some clinic videos. We're doing some ones to help um, other markets work in an Australian market. And that's literally through some Facebook ads and marketing and some of our Indian clients that are sending them to India. And so there's lots of different ways we're doing it. And we're quite shocked at what people – I mean, people are really happy to pay for the videos because it gets them trained, a a team that's trained – Yes. And they're not having to fly people everywhere and do everything. So it's a really good gap stop.
1: How do you measure success?
0: When they come back and ask for more videos.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I mean, even we get so many online, similar to the podcast, we get people emailing all the time. I just watched your video and I'm I'm watching, I'm sending it to my family because even though it's on selling skills or communication skills, my whole family need to sit around and watch this video because you give some really good tips on it for life.
1: Yes. So
0: every video we do is a life skill. And I say that at the beginning. This is not just a nine to five during your job video, this content is used 24 seven as a part of being the very best version of you, communicating to anyone in the whole wide world and having the time of your life.
1: It's so powerful video on demand. And and it really is underestimated what the the full potential here. And Brendan, please step in at any time. to <laughs> Thank uh, you, mate. I, to, to I, have I've a been chat. waiting for my opportunity. <laughs> and, Brendan,
0: over to you. No, no, what have you I'm got gonna... to say <laughs> from the studio? Over <laughs> to Brendan just...
1: without the. Uh... <laughs> I just yeah, want to nice get this. Out. collaborative I just... discussion. But honestly, stop, Chris, you're, stop, you're stop. actually asking all the questions that I had in my mind. So oh, good. that's the reason I've been quiet. Okay, just then just keep quiet for a bit longer then and um, we'll get to you in a sec. No, Gee, look- I okay. do want
0: to hear from you, Brendan.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, my point, it's really just a point and that is around demand on demand video. I watched a little bit of TikTok as I sometimes do on the toilet mm. usually yeah. and came across this video and the it was a pommy guy. I, I really it was almost in, very difficult to, to actually understand because he's such a fast talker, but I got the premise of what he was saying and- and there was enough slang in there and and, and f bombs for me to get interested to go. Who is this guy? I'm gonna. I think he he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And I scrolled through some more of his videos on his TikTok channel. And then I went over to. Uh, this guy has to have a podcast. And sure enough, he's got a podcast. The first episode of that podcast that I that I started to listen to, I was I was hooked into. And because it was right up my alley, it was talking on a topic around breathing that mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. And I continued to watch and. Now I'm I'm a fan, right? But it wouldn't have happened unless this guy was on TikTok. That that the seven degrees of separation. That guy would never have reached my my you know visual wall uh, had he not been there, right? And so. My point is around what you're doing is that visual presence while you know you're being substituted out there right so don't feel like mm. you're you've got nothing to do now but how powerful is that in terms of growth in terms of stirring up mm. action and activity within your business that you're there for them on yeah, so many exactly. different ways in so many different ways you know you're you've got your podcast you've got your social media it's just endless right we've got the power yeah. at our fingertips now to to yeah. have that type of exposure and of course your channel 7
0: yeah but it's not even cha- I mean, TikTok is nuts for us with the podcast. We're getting million, a million views on something so ridiculous. Like it, it makes no sense to me and it blows my mind that these 15 or 30 second, whatever we're doing, it gets people from Kazakhstan, we're number one podcast in Kazakhstan, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I mean, who even listens in anyway? But you know, I'm sure that's from TikTok, and we get these um, amazing. One girl wrote to us the other day from because she'd seen us on TikTok and started watching it, or listening to our podcast, and watching it because we have it on video as well. And she said, "I'm learning my English from you girls," and we're like, "Oh God, <laughs> yeah. do not, <laughs> do not funny? learn your English from us because yeah. we are not great English speakers." Yeah. But TikTok is that platform that gets you, and similar to the videos with me with clients. If there's a new induction of a girl that's come to them and they're now watching the induction video that I've done, then when I go and see them, they're so excited to come to training because they've seen a bit of me on video and they turn up ready for Grizz. Yes. Or they leave a company and then I go, they go somewhere else and they say, "Oh my gosh, this was a video that Grizz did for induction. You guys should do this for your company." Yes. And I would never have been passed around like that if I wasn't on a video.
1: Visual equity.
0: Passed around. Yeah, it's really good. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. Brennan mm. Visual Equity. Jeez, I like that. That's almost the sound yeah, like of that. our next business. I think I, I came up with that last year. Yeah, I like it. It's not a What's business name, that? mind you, but just <laughs> something <laughs> I invented. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, <laughs> I'm Chris Roger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll be back in a short moment with Grazina Fechner. Working remotely using video or producing videos at scale means adopting new processes. Nowadays, video is everything and do-it-yourself videos should be easy and they should work. The Ridge Films DIY video program is the easiest way to personalize your sales and marketing. You'll be able to produce sales videos, record regular social media updates, and of course, look and sound amazing in every video meeting without the tech hassles. Create your own professional videos with a push of a button and go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY. I had a couple of people on, because we, we train people through uh, on camera training and, and do our thing here in the studio, uh, getting ordinary people to present. And occasionally we would get, say, ch- a Channel 9 presenter, and we don't bother training them up, right? They've got plenty of training. But they read the script and they read it like they're on 60 minutes. And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, that's not Going no. to work. <laughs> can we just go That's another so take, just a bit more relaxed? And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we can do it again and again." Like they're very humble, mm. but they've just been trained, drilled into them. You know, yeah. "Hello and welcome to the video marketing podcast." You know, it's very That's I got like
0: reading the news. Right, I got sacked reading the news. You
1: know that? <laughs> no, I because don't.
0: I smile when I speak, and when ten people die in a car accident, because I couldn't be, <laughs> I couldn't be trained the news So I moved on to weather and lots of other stuff. But I literally because. <laughs> Because 10 people died in the car because I smile. When I articulate, I smile naturally and yeah. you know, I had this smile in my voice and yeah. I couldn't do it. But we hired um, Rob Canning at Front and Centre because he had been a nine sports person for, you know, 10 years and he was on channel 10 sports a night forever and blah, blah, blah. And then he couldn't do live training because he didn't have an cue in front and he had people talking back to him. Interesting. So most people on TV are great at one way yeah. talking and they read yeah. the yeah. and have their – But they can't do anything else.
1: Yeah. Hey, did you see? uh, I've watched a whole lot of content over the Christmas break. And one of the things that I watched was the WeWork documentary on Amazon Prime. Have you, have you, did anybody see that? Okay. Oh, man. You watch it, it, you'll see how stuck this guy gets without a teleprompter. And he was, you know, they all said, Oh, you can't read from a teleprompter, which is bullshit, right? Because we know that everybody reads from a teleprompter with the right training. But, it was horrible, and he had this—you know—he's a very controlling guy, and he had this um, whole crew, this professional crew, standing around. Fat uh, seemed like an entire day, and he never got oh, think—he never got anything down on camera. It was just a complete train wreck because he was constantly trying to do stuff, the—you know—off the cuff and be all, you know, Steve Jobs about it. And it was a complete train wreck. But <laughs> but I <mean>, so <laughs> that
0: people like media people. As you say, Chris, they come in and they can't actually do all this other stuff that we can do. That's how they're trained. It's ground into them. They have that news presence about them, that articulation that doesn't really change. Well, what, the news reading it's great but not for everything else. Talk
1: to me about this. Like, I had this discussion the other day with somebody around – Diversity. Actually, it was it was someone that was looking to hire um, a Filipino um, uh, VA virtual assistant, and mm. she. I said, "Well, what do you need the assistant for?" And she said, "Like, oh, well, admin and this, that, and the other." And I said, "Yeah, that's that's interesting, but be prepared for the fact that you will be able to scale. Like, when you think about how Brennan and I started Ridge Films, you know, we have spent twenty years diversifying ourselves through mm. almost." every facet of business and video production and marketing. It's unbelievable to the point where it's grossly distracting that you need to kind of rein it in and say, all right, I need to kind of hone my skills here and focus in on a couple of the more essential uh, things here. But how, from your perspective, being in front of a lot of these corporates and, and businesses, how is diversity... In their like, in terms of skill set, playing out in the corporate market, is it is it a thing, or is uh, you know, if you're an account manager, you're an account manager, and that's it, you'll never you know break away from that.
0: No, I think nowadays, especially with the younger, listen, I was talking again about younger generation. They are coming and wanting to be entrepreneurs, and they want to be managing director six months after they've been in a company. So we've had to change the way we lead. We've had to change the way that we develop people because years ago we did go in as a receptionist or we did go in as something, and that was our job. But now you look at even farmer and healthcare, they come in as a, a rep initially, and then they want to go into training and managing. They want to go into marketing, and so what they're doing now in the healthcare sector is doing internships. So you start off as your rep, and and I think in healthcare, you need to start off as a rep because you can't be a marketing person if you've never been out in field, right? So you need to be the rep. And then they give you a six-month stint at marketing. So you've gone to a marketing campaign and then they'll give you a six-month stint in training. And then they'll give you a six-month stint in remote managing or coaching out in field. And then you can really find out what you love and where you're best suited for your strengths. And then they'll move you around. So they're really good in the healthcare space. Certainly other industries are not as progressive moving forward, but I think they need to because when you look at the generations coming through now, they have grown up in a really different world, and they can become millionaires on TikTok. They can become millionaires on some e-commerce sh- t-shirt that they make with some brand that they sell. So I think the times have gone where you walk into a job and you're in that position for a long time because they don't want a house nowadays. They don't want to. They want to travel. They want to do whatever they want with their mobile phone. So they don't care about stability. And I, and that's probably a really rogue comment that I make. But a lot of younger generation, they don't want the house. They don't want the bricks and water. They just want to go and be free and go and do. So, they're not committed to that role long term. If you can't offer them development, if you can't offer them the new job that they're looking for, they'll just move and find it somewhere else.
1: Just one question before we wrap up. Um, are you able to kind of walk us through the different types of um, training that you do offer?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely. a very corporate
1: question. but uh...
0: It's a corporate question. And the crazy bit is is nowadays people don't come to you with saying, I just want presentation skills. I just want, it's a mix of anything. But the main areas that we do focus on is communication skills is number one, how to communicate effectively to anybody because that encompasses behaviour styles and encompasses the way you talk to people and encompasses words, even things like the word fine. You know, when someone says fine, that's not really fine. Diminishing defaults, I'm sorry, but everything before the but is But yes, frankly, you know, it's, I'm sorry, full stop. So we do all the communication stuff. We do a heap of selling stuff. And and it's not traditional sales where you go in and you ask your five questions and you throw 25 bits of information with them. It's an engaging sales process. So it's a two-way conversation and that's key to success, including relationship. We do presentation skills, negotiation skills, and the negotiation skills, we use the police force and we have people, you know, jumping off crazy things and getting, so real life tactical negotiation stuff. So we do a lot of stuff in that space as well. Uh, we do everything from product training in healthcare related industries. I've just finished doing Terry White, chemist on Nicotinel and how to stop smoking right through to oncology, hematology, uh, everything in between gastroenteritis, you know, you name it, we do it. Uh, but most of all, the fundamental part of training is we walk in wanting to make someone better than what they are at what they're currently doing and how that looks can be so variant.
1: We've had... S- We've had so many little side discussions throughout our filming session as well in the studio and and it's always interesting talking to like-minded people, particularly around the communication side of it and, you know, this, this interview has certainly opened up Whole opportunities for us to have uh, discussions in the future on the show. Uh, if if you would be welcome and uh, love to do that, we would love to have oh, you on I'm the show. I'm coming back. Oh, come I'm just, just, back.
0: Like I'm just gonna be part of the three hosts now. We just add another person. We <laughs> 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 can be like the project at night, the version, you know. The project, they have lots of hosts. We can do the same. I'll take your word for it
1: because <laughs> I, I seem to just watch TikTok and uh, LinkedIn these <laughs> days and, and the plethora of other on-demand services. Look, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you spending some time with us to to go over this. I know that it, you'll be great to, to get on again and talk more in detail around some of these other areas of your business. If you want more information, go to Front and Center Training Solutions to Learn more. What's the URL? I should know this, right? Www.
0: Front and www.frontandcentretrainingsolutions.com.au. www.frontandcentretrainingsolutions.com.au.
1: Uh-huh. Aha! In unison. Something like that. Jinx, as my kids would say. So, by now, you should be able to ride the wave with the wonderful words of Grizz through modern leadership training for 2022. Keep your staff motivated and growing using videos and keep your business thriving and strong. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you Grizz. Love your Thanks work. Thanks
0: for having me. Thank so you good Brendan, hang out with you blokes. Thank
1: you Brendan for your one you, question. Gris. Thank you Chris. Thanks Brendan. Love you both. That's bro. all. F- Love
0: location. Happy days. <laughs> Have a great day everyone.
1: See you on location tomorrow. That's all for this episode of Video Made Simple Podcast and see you next week.